Hi, I'm Jess, and I'm out to get the life and love of my dreams. I'm tired of seeing myself get in the way of my goals and desires, be heartbroken over unavailable guys, and feel unsatisfied and unhappy in life and love. If this sounds like you too, let's do this together. I've created this podcast so we can connect, learn, and grow together. Each week, I'll be sharing, exploring, and learning alongside you on topics like dating, inner work, self-love, health and fitness, and so much more. Welcome to Happiness with Jess, a podcast for self-love, better dating, getting out of your own way, and getting the life and love you want. I'm so happy you're here. Hey guys, welcome back. All right, so you struggle with asking for help. Me too. (laughs) It's been something that's been more on like the front of my brain lately. And so I definitely wanted to do an episode on it because I know that I'm not alone. And I know this because a lot of my friends do it too. (laughs) Like we pop back up out of our hole after days or weeks or months and are like, yeah, um, sorry about that. (laughs) I was just going through this thing and I didn't, you know, know how to ask for help. So I was just really struggling for a bit. And so I know that we're doing it out there and I am trying to be more proactive and seek out help because I do understand that I do this and I oftentimes, you know, do it to the point where I do get stuck and I'm, you know, rummaging around in the dark trying to figure out how to get out and I can't figure it out. So I wanted to do this episode so that anybody out there who feels the same, we can work towards this together. Because, you know, when we're trying to reach goals that are big and scary, like we really do need people in our circle that can help us through that. Like people who've done it before, people who can love on us when, you know, we're feeling discouraged or hold us accountable to continue to move forward when we inevitably see a challenge or setback. And so it is so helpful to understand why we have trouble asking for help so that we can start asking for help. Like the point here is to get some more clarity, to get more awareness so that we can, yeah, push that aside, our natural tendency to hole up, to not ask for help, to not accept help and yeah, start letting it in because definitely is necessary, definitely helpful. Like no matter what your pursuit is career, athletic or fitness goals, like relationships, your mental health, like we need support in achieving things that we've never done. And I mean, I know I'm kind of an independent type thinker too. And I feel like I don't need help. I feel like I, I need to figure this out alone or maybe even like I'm weak if I ask for help, but we really do need help. And it honestly expedites our results when we do. So Sometimes it's in the execution, you know, like the actual how, like we don't know how to do this thing. Like if we did, we'd be doing it, right? So maybe that's like a fitness plan. Maybe this is building your your podcast or your your business or, you know, the ways that work on your mental health or your relationships. Like we need somebody to kind of hold our hands and show us the way. And so having support in that way is really great. It's also really great to have somebody to help us through those uncomfortable emotions that come up with change and growth. Like it is uncomfortable <laughs> to do things that we've never done before. And so much like will la- allow those negative emotions to hold us back, to stop us from moving forward. You know, the doubts, the worries, the fears, the imposter syndrome. And so having somebody there to remind us that, you know, to keep going, to push past that discomfort, like that can be so, so helpful. 
Another way that support is really useful is in keeping us accountable. So I see this all the time as a personal trainer. Like I think it's the number one reason why I get hired, honestly. It's not the lack of knowledge. Like a lot of people know a lot about what they should do in the gym, but they just struggle with holding themselves accountable to it. Like that self-command muscle hasn't been flexed. That self-trust, you know, hasn't been built with themselves. And so you need to reach out to somebody to hold you accountable to kind of get that momentum going. And yeah, myself, I definitely relate here. (laughs) I need to be held accountable sometimes. I need to have some deadlines. I need to have goals. Otherwise, it's really hard for me to continue to move forward. And then lastly, I think also support is really helpful when keeping us motivated. So having someone there to be your biggest fan, to, you know, cheer you on, to just remind you of what you're working towards is so helpful. Like it is inevitable, like it will be hard, whatever it is that you're working towards. It's going to have some hard days, some doubt involved, some fears, you know? And so having people to uplift you is so, so great. And also, you know, kind of distract you even. Like if you are spending a lot of time just focused on this thing, sometimes you need somebody to just bring you out of that that place and take your mind away from it so that you can keep moving forward, just having some space from it. And so, okay, yeah, we're, we're probably nodding our heads all along here, right? Like we understand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we get it. Support is good. We need it. But if you're like me, it still is really uncomfortable to ask for help. It might even make you kind of cringe. Like you just feel like viscerally like I do not want to do that. (laughs) Like I can feel very, I don't know. It's yeah, it's really tough for me. And so let's really, let's look at that because like I mentioned before, the more that we become aware of this, the more that we ask ourselves questions, the better clarity that we have, the, the better we're able to change it, the better that we're able to overcome it and, you know, move forward and out of this. So a question to ask yourself is, where do you think that you learned that? Where do you think that you learned that asking for help wasn't an option? And like I mentioned before, I get to a place where I don't even realize I'm doing this until I'm really struggling. And so for me, when I think about this question, I had to like really ponder, like, I think it's very ingrained in me to figure things out on my own. And if I dig that up and figure out where that came from, where that started, where I learned that from, I think growing up with a single parent who, you know, in a lot of ways was growing up herself, I truly did have to learn a lot of things on my own and, you know, learn to to deal with things on my own. There was just so much that she didn't know herself. So how could she teach me? You know, I was teaching myself that or like finding, you know, people around me to to help me out. Um, and I'm not blaming her or blaming anyone here. Like she did her best, but I think it definitely did create a story that I had to do things on my own and that I'm a burden if I ask for help which I know is an, is a familiar story for others here too. So, you know, once you kind of figure out where that came from, where you learned that, like kind of the source of it, another question to ask is like, why do you feel like a burden? Like, where did that come from? Where did you learn to think that in relation to asking for help? And I think, again, this one's going to stem from childhood and, you know, t- kind of using myself as an example here. So my mom, you know, she was a single parent. So oftentimes really stressed out, overworked, and she also lacked a lot of emotional awareness and skills. And so honestly, sometimes I did feel like a burden. And maybe you did too. Like, you know, your questions, your needs, your childlike ways could have felt like 
wrong or annoying or needy, you know, because they weren't able to play with you or engage with you. Like their responses were always kind of like, you go away, (laughs) you know? And so in the process, you can really feel like a burden, you know, when you didn't feel like a priority to the people who raised you, you know, that really does um, sink deep and crosses into, you know, adulthood. So looking at that, kind of getting a better understanding of where that came from, who, like where that tends to show up and um, yeah, just really looking at that. And I think another place to explore too is that, you know, as you're digging up, as you're maybe noticing some of these things from your childhood or your caregivers, like I think another interesting thing can happen when we do find out or realize like our parent was unable to meet our needs. Maybe they struggled with their own mental health. Maybe they had addiction or financial stress, relationship issues, you know, any number of those things making them a little bit more distracted or unavailable. Like another interesting thing that tends to happen here is that you become the caregiver. And so not only are you believing that you're a burden, that you can't ask for help, but that you have to help all those around you. And I can definitely subscribe to that, you know, which which compounds those feelings of being a burden because here I am, you know, struggling, but, oh, I'm not going to ask anybody for help because it might inconvenience them in some way, you know, or I need to prioritize their comfort over mine at all times. And so I think that's another thing to ponder, to really look at, like, where did I learn to put needs of others before my own? I think that one, you know, they all kind of can wrap around together. (laughs) And, you know, as we're digging up here, as we're uncovering things like this can feel, you know, really sad, really uncomfortable, um, emotional um, to recognize that maybe your parent wasn't able to give to you in a way that you needed, like your needs weren't met or, you know, the things that you had to do as a child did require you to be more grown up than you were. Like just, I don't know, I... Those are some of the things that I have felt when I was looking at this and any child work that I've done is just kind of holding space for the grief too, because yeah, you know, you learn to survive and these ways aren't working for you anymore. But at that time, like that is what worked for you. And we can like blame our parents here, blame our caregivers for, you know, what they did or didn't do, but everybody at the end of the day is trying their best, I think. And so um, just allow yourself to feel that grief and maybe take to your journal here and let that come out. Um, but I do have a few more questions here to get a little bit more clarity on this, because again, the more clarity that we have, the more aware of it we are. And when we're more aware of it, like when it's happening, when we're doing it, like what situations tend to bring it out the most, like the better we can be at changing it, at overcoming it, at mastering it, you know? So um, a couple more questions here to think about. What age did I learn this? Where did I learn to be a giver, to forego my own needs, to not ask for help? What age do you think that began? What did I need to hear back then? When you're a little kid and you are giving to everybody else, unable to ask for help, What do you think you needed your parent to say, your caregiver to say, or just anyone to say to you? Now, what do you need to hear now? Maybe it sounds similar. Maybe it's the exact same. What do you need to hear? Maybe it's giving yourself permission to put yourself first, to that it's okay to ask for help, that it's okay that you don't know how to do something. Okay, final question. 
And what ways can you turn those words into action? All right, so deep breath. Yeah, that can be a lot. (laughs) So I do want to just encourage you to, again, go into your journal, really unpack some of this stuff and just know like this is not something done in a day. This can be, like I said, stuff that has happened in our childhood and is carried into adulthood. So it can be years in the making and it can be, you know, some grief in there and it can be heavy. So just know that it can feel uncomfortable to start exploring this and it will take some time to unpack fully and to navigate. Um, You know, it's kind of can be continuous. So I just wanted to throw that in there, but it's definitely been one of my recent lessons in life. And the more that I'm sitting with it and exploring it and working around it, like I'm really understanding that people do want to help me. (laughs) You know, like when I let people in, when I tell them I'm struggling, when I tell them, you know, I need help with this, like people do want to help. And not only do they want to help, they feel really good when they do it. Like I am doing this for other people all the time. Like it makes me feel good to help people, you know, especially with their health, their fitness, their mindset. Like that really makes me feel good. You know, you're taking care of people. You're always giving. And so you want to keep doing that, right? I'm sure we all do want to keep doing that. So when we're able to give to ourselves a little bit, we're able to pour more to other people. Like our cup is kind of overflowing when we when we do take time for ourselves or do recognize that we need support in something. And so we just give that much more to those people that we love and the people that we're serving. And I mean, on that note, like, I just want to say, just like people learn to be caregivers, people are also learning how to be like takers or victims. And so I think it's really important to know your limits and honor them. Because when we are, you know, giving to people and maybe we don't recognize our own limits, like this can really get us into burnout or resentment or, you know, some other negative emotion. So it's going to be really good to to allow some space from ourselves and others. And um, if we are dealing with people who are takers, like it's kind of enabling them, you know, like people are just learning that, okay, if I keep coming over here, I'm going to get what I need and they don't have any accountability themselves. So when you create your so- support, ask for, you know, what you need, set boundaries, seek support in whatever way, like you're also teaching that. So you're just kind of creating some, you know, healthy dynamics all around. So my advice here is to, yeah, really ask yourself some of these questions. Take to your journal, really dig deep here and um, start practicing witnessing yourself in these moments, in these these times. Like what comes up when you're, you know, helping out somebody or when you're struggling saying no, like just really take, spend some time, some days, some weeks, like really in those two places of asking yourself those questions and practice witnessing yourself inside of these dynamics and these situations that have you, um, you know, your natural tendency is to say no. From there, I think when you're ready like push up against that natural tendency to hold up or to, you know, ignore help or not ask for help and and start letting people in in any amount that feels good. And, you know, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. Ask yourself how that feels. Ask yourself, like, what's coming up for you? Witness yourself, work through those emotions and asking for help. Like, it's just like a constant cycle within these. Like, I'm in a stage now of where I can ask for help. Um, it does cause me some discomfort, but I do recognize the benefits. And I just try to really sit with the uncomfortable and you know, just remind myself that people want to help me and like, it's okay to ask for help and just 
remind myself that it's all temporary, those uncomfortable emotions that are coming up. And so (laughs) I push my edge a little bit further every time, like, you know, maybe it's opening up to somebody else a little bit more or um, reaching out to a coach and, you know, investing in myself or, um, you know, whatever it may be. I'm just trying to push past my boundaries a little bit more each time. And so when you feel ready, like you want to invite something new into your life, here are some things to explore, like some fun ways to seek support, to maybe make some new friends, to, yeah, just see yourself held accountable in whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. So the first thing is online groups. I mean, I myself have led online groups and I've also been a part of them. And, you know, both sides I've seen just a lot of fun. Like it's so fun to talk to people that are you know, like-minded, like when you're in a group, most likely you're all there because you have something in common, right? And so when you're working with like-minded people in achieving something or just like, you know, shooting the shit with them, like you can really feel really connected and really understood a lot less lonely and, you know, really excited for something as well as held held accountable. I mean, if it is uh, something where you're working towards, you know, a business school, a fitness goal or something like that, like everyone in that group is a mirror and you see in real time what other people are doing with the same information. And so you can kind of like hold that mirror up to yourself, you know, and like, oh, shit, I'm not using this. I'm not applying this. Or, you know, she's doing that with with this amount of you know, whatever it is. And so what does that mean about me? And it can really be motivating. It can really be helpful um, to be a part of like an online group in that way. Like just like a sports team, you know, it is special to be a part of something and to be working towards something together. Um, Meetups. So these are, you know, these probably start online, but then you're going to meet up in person. And this is honestly how I met my current friend group in Albuquerque. And it was the best decision ever. So one of the girls organized this. She titled it Busy Girl Meetup and posted it online. And somehow, some way, we all found out about it. We went to the meetup and we became really good friends because of it. And I'm so grateful. Like I was open to meeting people in that way and, you know, meeting strangers, especially because they are some of the hardest working, fun, genuine, and funny people to be around. Like it really does help me feel a lot less lonely, more supported, and just overall, like just more fulfilled having these types of friendships in my life. So, Again, it can be really scary to like do something like that, but maybe just be open to it, open to meeting some strangers. Like you really have no idea what kind of people are out there. And when it comes to like your goals and like the person that you are, finding those people who are in alignment with you are, it's just really motivating, really, really fun, like good energy, you know, when you feel like connected to people. So I got two more here. So another way to, um, seek support is to nurture some current relationships. So any friends, family, coworkers, you know, even far away, you like, you can have great support. Like I am in <laughs> a few long distance friendships as well as a long distance relationship. And this is still a really good way to feel supported, like having conversations or FaceTimes with these people and, you know, talking about stuff like on your walk or at the end of your day, like, don't sleep on the people that are in your life either. You know, you may notice like there's some people that aren't in alignment anymore, but there could be some that are, you just haven't nurtured them. And maybe because of distance, like that has been a barrier in making this friendship a little stronger. So nurture some of those current relationships. And then finally, 
working with a coach on your specific need. Um, so like a business coach, a relationship coach, a health coach, or, you know, a therapist, if you're working on your mental health, like this is really helpful in expediting results, you know, because they're going to give you that guidance, that accountability, that support that you need. Um, sometimes friendships aren't really able to do that for us because, they're not doing what you're trying to do. You know, maybe they don't struggle with it in the same way or that's just not their goal entirely. So investing some money to really learn how to do something can be very beneficial. It is definitely something that I do and I recently did, in fact. Like I mentioned, I have some big lofty goals that, you know, if I knew how to do, I'd be doing it, (laughs) you know? And so it can be really helpful to have somebody there for me and, you know, hold me accountable to guide me, to support me. And so I definitely believe that working with coaches can be so, so great. And it also, I think on that note, investing in yourself is really scary. It's really uncomfortable. It might feel honestly like it might feel kind of reckless to do, but it can be a really loud way to say, hey, I got you. I, I'm supporting you. Like I'm spending some money on you and we're going to learn how to do this. Okay. <laughs> so I don't know. That's another way that you can look at it. Sometimes you have to invest some skin in the game, you know? So a couple little things I want to um, leave us with are, uh, you know, these networks are going to look different to everyone. And I think that they're always going to evolve too. You know, you may notice that some people in your current network, like they're just really not working as well as, you know, they once did, especially when you're trying to achieve something. Like if you're trying to become healthier and, you know, your current friend group, all they want to do is drink and party, you know, that can be, um, you might be noticing the need to, to uplevel your support system. And so just know like that is it's inevitable. It's going to be something that's um, that we're going to be experiencing as we're growing, as we're changing. And so that can feel really uncomfortable too, but um, definitely normal. And another thing I want to leave us with is like, it takes time to build these networks, these support systems, these relationships. So get out there and start doing it, <laughs> you know, um, let people in, let people support you. Um, but I hope this was helpful. It's important to, you know, really explore this, like where we learn this and why we're avoiding help. And so I recommend taking to your journal and really exploring some of those questions that I asked and, um, yeah, ask yourself what's going on here so that, you know, you can really start to invite more in in whatever way that feels comfortable. Like, you know, right now it might not be some major steps. Like it just might be allowing a little bit of help, you know, in the smallest way. And eventually you're, you're wanting to explore more deeper support, um, more friendships, new, new people. And yeah, take it at whatever pace that feels good for you. All right, we'll get out there and start working on that support system, leaning on them. And I hope you have a good rest of your day. See you in the next episode. I just want to end by saying thank you so much for being here and for listening. If you like today's episode and are enjoying the show, please don't forget to rate it, subscribe and share with a friend. Any of these things are helping me so much to grow so I can get in the ears of those in need. So I really appreciate it. And for more content on self-love, fitness, and relationships, you can find me at happy.i.nest.jess on Instagram. Thank you so much, and I'll see you in the next episode.